welcome to the Sports Carnage Podcast, presented by Detroit Sports Nation, featuring Paul Roshan, D. Dylan Bear, Ryan Griffin, and Matthew Basson, bringing the most arrogant takes on the planet straight to your ears. We don't promise to always be right, but we promise to act like we are. What's happening, webheads? We got the full house tonight. I'm Matt Basson, along with Ryan Griffin, Dylan Bear, Paul Rashawn. We are Sports Carnage, and we got a lot of football to get to. But first, we have got to go way across the pond. Other side of the world, there's a little thing happening I'm sure you've heard of by now in the most populated country in the world where the NBA and more importantly the Houston Rockets GM Daryl Morey has ruffled a few feathers over there uh, and we have our own bleeding heart resident sports carnager in Dylan Bear who's gonna really give it to you uh, a fair non-biased approach on the protests of Hong Kong (laughs) And the shitstorm that the NBA is now facing, thanks to some comments made by the Houston Rockets GM, followed up by some comments made by Commissioner Adam Silver. And Dylan, uh, they are not happy in China right now. Brief context real quick for the uninitiated regarding the situation, just so everybody is on the same footing. China has been since the 1970s under a regime that is the Chinese Communist Party. They are based out of Beijing. They're they're very authoritarian in what they do. Very, you know, culture, personality. Everybody has to think the same, talk the same. They're they're not fans of criticism, basically. And what what has been occurring lately is that China has come under a lot of scrutiny because of issues that have been happening in the sovereign state of Hong Kong. And what has been happening there is that the residents of Hong Kong, a city of about 40 million people, are fighting against Beijing, basically annexing them, trying to take them in, so to speak. Uh, And Daryl Morey, as uh, Matt had stated, uh, basically posted on Twitter in support of the group of Hong Kong protesters, as I'll be honest, pretty much any sensible Western human being would do. And we just lost the Chinese audience. Well, and fantastic for them. Good for them. We're going to piss them off quite a lot, or at least I am throughout this. But the point is, is Daryl Morey said that, and China, being that they are so sensitive to anything regarding dissent from the state's narrative, was not pleased. The NBA, being that they are in the pockets of China, which we will expand on a lot, basically made Daryl Morey erase it. The Houston Rockets as an organization in particular, a lot of ties to China, has backpedaled. You had had not only Daryl Morey make a statement, the owner made a statement. James Harden, who wasn't even a part of this, he made a statement, all apologizing. Adam Silver doing some talk, as Ryan had eloquently put it, talking out of both sides of his mouth like a madman. He's flying over to Shanghai right now to apologize to the Chinese leadership because of what has been going on. It's a total crazy storm, and I have my own problems with it, but that's kind of basically the the really short of what's been going on. NBA executive, very popular one, bad-mouthed China. They got pissed off. NBA is doing backpedaling on it. That's pretty much it. So So back it up a little bit. I'm not sure anyone that cares about this (laughs) knows 
what China is. Gonna be honest, an authoritarian regime on the level of the I, Nazi that's party. not that relevant at this point. So it, it's really simple. <laughs> I mean, it's a little what's relevant. going on, and the only topic of discussion is if you think the NBA should spite themselves to make a stand to make a right. If right, you think right. in that's the context for us. If you think in 2019 that a league or an entity like the NBA and all of the people that it involves, which is not just Adam Silver, it's not just the coaches, but all of the players, it's a place with $8 billion in revenue every single year, it's everyone that works in the stadiums, it's the cities. All these people are affected in some way by this because it's all about the money that stirs the pot. The NBA brought in $8 billion revenue last year. They brought in maybe seven and a half the year prior than that. This deal that we're talking about with China, from broadcasting rights to the Chinese people buying jerseys, which is supposed to keep expanding and expanding every year. They're trying to get more well, and more from China. The figure that's been thrown out there is $4 billion right now is what China is to the NBA. This is not a drop in the bucket. This is not a couple fans getting pissed off because your team sucks and we're going to stop going to games. This is a massive amount of money. In regardless, so Dylan, it's simple. China's a bunch of pieces of shit in Dylan's mind. They don't care of their people. Take what do you mean in people. my mind like it's not objective? Like well, they don't listen, force abortions I don't. and they aren't killing Muslims and they're not interning political dissidents. Like what do you mean that it's my opinion? It's so fact I, and I, you agree with me. <clears throat> So don't. I want to discuss this in context of the NBA. I'm aware, but don't, don't sit end, there and act like that somehow, like, oh, it's just my opinion that they're fools. They are, yep, irregardless the of opinion. <laughs> oh, sorry, yep, you're right, you're right, you're right. My bad, my bad, my bad, my bad. Dylan speaks on this like he's yeah. got firsthand knowledge, like he's been uh, there his mom was abducted. Again. Oh my god. No, listen, we all, we all know there what China over... is. Okay. Dylan right. thinks... That. Oh my god. What? What do you want from me? Stop saying I think this is all everyone knows this. This is not an, a, a matter of opinion what these things have been going on. The one China policy or the one child policy It doesn't exists. exist anymore. That's not true. What? What, what do you mean it's not true? Because it's a two-child policy now with the same restrictions. So then it doesn't exist. It's a two-child policy. <laughs> no, but the no, but the human rights violating aspects of the first one still exist. They so, are I, still the same. In China, their citizens yeah, do not people. enjoy the things that we enjoy here. They do not in have any the, way the freedoms that we have that a lot of people think here are too restricting. <laughs> uh, it makes. It makes living in China look like you're in a prison camp, which Dylan did accuse them of running. Uh, they have one. In the in the province where the NBA have held training facilities, they have Muslim internment camps. There are there are reporters, Western reporters and journalists that have written about this from all spectrums. This is not like a left or right political which is fine. thing. It exists. My point is so we stop all know pretending that China like it's is, opinion. China does not treat the people in their country. The way that we treat people pretty much anywhere in the civilized world. Are and you here, does that make you happy? Yes, and I do want to answer your question because I have an answer, and this is uh, something I think. It's a whole lot, not a basketball. This, uh, on this, on this, I think you are going to be very much in agreement with me on. Is I'm pissed as fuck, as as heck. I'm pissed as heck. <laughs> I'm pissed as heck 
at the NBA because I think that they have pulled the most disingenuous garbage that I've ever seen. So you're asking the question, well, what's the, what should the NBA do? The NBA should stop pretending like they are some woke, great, just socially conscious organization. Because LeBron and Steve Kerr and Greg Popovich love to run their mouths about the president, rightfully so. Oh, I'm glad you mentioned that. And about... Too. And about, about and about the social social issues facing Americans, but then all of a sudden when we talk about China, they shut the fuck up. All of a sudden, and you can bleep that part out. Just keep it in there because I need that that intensity there, Matt. Because I am not messing around. What broke back bitches? That you care about social issues only when it's convenient for you to talk about them. The NBA wants to act like, oh my god, we support everybody in their free speech and the players can do the Kaepernick and all this crap. And then when it comes to China, all of a sudden they all shut up. So let's stop be real. pretending like you're better than anybody else. I respect that. It's, it's worked out it's worked out so well for them. But this no, is it, how the world works. But they but but they are seen for the frauds that they are. Yeah, they just, I mean they just got caught. Take a household making eighty dollars a year. Game. You go to the people that live there and you say, you know what? You have an option. You can continue living as you live now, or we, you can make forty thousand a year instead. But there's a few people in Asia; their life will be a lot better because of it. And those people are going to look at you, and they're going to laugh. <laughs> I mean, the, chi- say, the Chinese life isn't going to get any better, <laughs> regardless of what the NBA does. That's true. See, and that's something I took completely disagree on because what? the entirety of this regime has been touted up by Western companies placating and financially bolstering up this organization. So to answer your question, Paul, what should the NBA do? The NBA should have a spine. They should back the hell out. It's going to hurt, and nothing that is done right ever goes unpunished. So that other is the than – so which is true. But they should absolutely You're right. No good deed goes unpunished. But in this case – it does not make sense. See, the reason that I'm upset at the NBA is it's because disingenuous. I They're hate fake. snakes. That's what I hate. I am fine with everything as long as you call a spade a spade. Don't yeah. hide behind what you are and what you're doing. 100%. That's where yeah, I don't like it. That's where I get. Well, that's Listen, what I'm saying. If you want to kill people, but you say, I want okay. to kill people, and that's okay. Whoa. Then right, I'm fine. Right. At least, at least you're being honest with yourself. <laughs> the Joker. Well, no, I'm, we all just example. saw the Joker. You know, we all just saw the Joker this weekend, right? Jesus I can respect Christ. the Joker because he's nuts and he says, "You know what? I he's liked not it." Being disingenuous. I liked it. He's not a piece of shit. They're just like, okay. nah, man, it wasn't. Can me. I do it? Can I do it a non-extreme example? Well, extreme is better. See, I like to work in hyperbole because F- it paints I, a very fine. clear picture. But but no, I will give you a perfect parallel. Everybody always wants to get pissed off at the NFL, but at least the NFL doesn't pretend like they're good people. And this is and what I that's not that's not this true. Yes, my, they do. No, no, this is oh, my biggest don't. problem. Are you kidding? Yes, they do. The NBA, How they touted up the like patriotism and all the stuff they quote unquote do for cancer. And they gave Ray Rice four games until the video came out, and then he was suspended the entire year. The NFL absolutely pretends. They all pretend. They're trying they to get your money. They just don't have as good of a quote-unquote reputation when it comes to social issues as the NBA did. Probably not anymore. I just think that everybody in the NBA are, have been proven as frauds, and they pretended like they cared about social like, issues. Yeah, they, they got caught up in the game. They got caught up lying. Like Steve Kerr in particular looks like such a such a so weak here's ass the thing. little man. Now. And this is I'm glad you mentioned Kerr and Pop because that was actually part of a point that I wanted to make. <clears throat> and that's what I 
the, the thing that bothers me most about agree. this is all we're, I've heard for the past two years is how different the NBA is. How they right, care about not. their players, how they're socially aware. Even though the NBA has an actual policy that you have to stand for the anthem, but no, the NBA is seen as a player's league. They're seen to be all about the cause of the African Americans and the other minorities. They're, they're all about, as you said, woke, even though I think all of us equally hate that word at this point. But that's right. what they've been portrayed as. And they love that image. And Adam Silver has so much tried to craft that image. He pulled an oh, all-star Jesus. game out, out of, of a state them. because they had the audacity to vote on a law he didn't agree with. And he's like, you know what? Fine, we're not going to play our all-star game there. All-star game there. Because it doesn't matter. But what did that do? Did that affect the NBA? Did that hurt their bottom line? Did it matter in the grand scheme of things? No. Not even a little bit. It was a perfect publicity stunt for him to say, we care. But we care when it doesn't affect us. The perfect example is not only his the NBA did an about face here. But you know about Ted Bundy. They have (laughs) nipped this thing in the bud faster than you can imagine. Adam Silver Silver can come out all he wants now and say, oh, we're being misinterpreted. I I do support. He's talking out every possible side of his mouth at this point. Actions speak a million times louder than words. And as soon as this happened, the 180 was so instant. Adam Silver's on a plane to China. You have freaking one of the biggest faces of the NBA out there playing more defense than he's played in his entire career. Oh, that was such a good line. Good job. And you mentioned (laughs) Pop and Kerr. Two NBA coaches, and SVG would be part of this too if he was still coaching. Guys that just can't, any single thing, anything happens in society, their opinion's going to be known. If it has a political angle, they're going to let you know. And you can talk about the stick to sports or don't stick to sports. If you like the social commentary, you don't, whatever. I'll be honest, this is probably the perfect example of why stick to sports probably should be a thing now. I am not even putting the blame on those two specifically. I am. You've seen everyone here, I would imagine, seen Steve Kerr's comments when asked about this. Utterly embarrassing. This man went from. He had to do more research. This man went from knowing everything about any political angle in the world to literally towing a line of ignorance as the if world he didn't or even the US not yeah it wasn't the world it was the, the world US. or the but country I, he lives I can't in be- I can't believe that no. Steve Kerr doesn't know shit about China as if he I didn't know that Hong there, Kong but. wasn't in conflict with China that's what this man acted like and where does that come from Adam Silver the moment this happened hit up every single owner relevant player coach assist the, the entire NBA is under hush orders. Have you seen ESPN's coverage? Of course they ESPN, are. ESPN ESPN has hardly mentioned this. They are literally in the process All right. of not saying a single relevant word about this. Stop. While Adam Silver goes to China and kisses their ass and says, you know what? I got to do my thing back home to make it look good, but I got you. I understand you. We're taking care of it. And I'm but not even all, saying. Shut the fuck up. I am not right. even saying I think Adam that they shouldn't do no. this. I am not saying that it is right or wrong because I'll tell you right now, I'm not cutting my paycheck in half to fix this. 
I am that person. I'm not doing it. See, thank you. No, 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 stop, stop, stop. Thank you, because that's what the numbers are. What that's what matters right now. You are talking about five hundred million dollars. You are talking about a country that literally, by the numbers, loves this sport more than any other country, and currently the one that we are living in is second place to them because they have 500 million people that watch this sport. We don't have 500 million people in our country and damn sure don't have all of them watching this sport anyway, even if we did. China does. China has 600,000 courts across this country. This is a long-standing thing with the NBA and the game of basketball in general. It's been in this country since before 1900, not long after it was created by a Canadian in this country. They were playing it in China. They loved this game. This game to them is representing a way to not be... No, 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 no. No, 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 no. Absolutely are. Stop. It's their fault that it's not their fault. Financially tied. This is absolutely. What are you? This is a. This is a sport that wants to be bigger than the NFL in the world. They want to be a global game, so they bring it everywhere. They knew so what was here, up when they decided the to back these people, so you get to bite the bullet. Who is I don't going feel bad to for you. make a conscious decision to not take the people the money. who? The people who None pretended like they cared the about socialism. <laughs> they care about socialism in their I mean, own no, country. Nobody, nobody that matters. Projection-wise, the NBA's growth in the country of China, eventually, revenue from China will surpass revenue from the United States so where the league is based. You were talking about them on. more than doubling their potential by towing people, the Chinese all line. All of you guys keep put, to getting them off the hook like... It's no, their fault this is it's happening. It's talking about so what look, should happen against what will. What the In a perfect is. world, yeah, the NBA pulls out. But we know that's not going to happen. There's How no way that's going to happen. Like even a little bit. So here's the thing, and this is why I think it is a much bigger gray area than any of you are portraying it as, especially Dylan. What the hell? So here's the thing, Oh, Dylan. my God. No, no. Again. I know. You Jesus. think, you think you that they support this me. and this is a problem. I'm going to tell you why them... Supporting this, quote unquote, is better in the long term. So I have a question. Who who? do you think contributes more to human rights as far as monetarily and actually helping people? The country of China or the NBA as a league? The NBA. The NBA does plenty of things. There's no question. They donate all kinds of money to countries. It's not a weighted question because this is extremely important. Well, and also China, not uh, not just human rights, but they're also like almost the sole proprietor of you know climate change and pollution. Exactly. There's 1.6 billion people there. Hold on. It's fine. They don't. They literally don't try to try. That's literally over. It's three times the number of people in our country, basically. You're I'm asking us to follow away along their for two shittiness. seconds. So I'm going to make a quick that analogy that we can all understand. In our if you have, and I'm going to, I'm going to try to make this That's as simple as possible. Oh if my you God, have, talking down again. It, I'm not talking down. I, I'm trying to make this simple for the people listening. Because yeah, with all of us, well, no, <laughs> with all of us talking and shooting off, it can be hard to follow sometimes. And I'm going to try right. to simplify this. If you create a technology that can cut emissions of vehicles in half but that device causes all kinds of carbon emissions and pollution to create it's a net negative even though it seems good it's really a net negative so let's look at this from the same perspective 
China and the NBA. We can all agree that China does not do shit for people. And we can't agree that regardless of whether they pretend a lot, the NBA does do good stuff for people. They donate plenty of money to organizations. They're involved with communities. They do change people's lives. Maybe not on the scale that some people wish they would, but they do. And you look at what LeBron's done with his money and all kinds of athletes. They do good for people. Why does this matter? If the NBA pulls out of China, and let's use the $4 billion figure. That is billion dollars more that China has to play with because they're not giving it to the NBA. Are they going to do good with that $4 billion? No, they're not. Absolutely not. We just talked about that. And that is $4 billion less that the NBA has to spread the wealth around that trickles down to us in our communities, in the charities that oh, they're involved God. with. So is making a political stand, in, in, if, if they pull out of China... What is going to change in China? Nothing. What if Mark Cuban? Their regime is not going to change what they do because they're not promoting basketball. They're not going to start treating people better because Adam Silver gave them the middle finger. So in the right, grand hold scheme on, hold of on, things, hold on. Here's why. Here's why I I think that they need to do it for for two reasons. So first off is for consistency sake, as I think we all agree they've been very inconsistent about. This, I know, but they don't situation. care about that. But hold on. Here is the reason on a larger scale why the NBA needs to do this. Because, as was evidenced by the thing that literally triggered this entire process, last week, South Park had an episode where they made fun of all of the major American companies who have done this. If the NBA, as an example, for Paul, for what you're saying, because to be fair, in a vacuum, your point is very true. But if the NBA does it, the Apple already has that means that Disney may. That means that Blizzard may. That means that major American corporations will follow their lead because, like it or not, the NBA is a, is a tentpole for what has occurred. Them and Disney are the reason why Western companies are supporting China now. If they choose not to, because they always act like they have such high social responsibility, if they pull out, more American companies will do the same, and that matters. Okay, but when they when when you say they with the NBA getting involved in social issues, who spearheads that? It's not Adam Silver. It's not well, Steve right, it's Kerr. The players, it's but, the players. That's all it's the, the players yeah, who I'm walked aware. out in the it's, I can't breathe shirts. It's the players that spoke out against President uh, Trump and the stuff that he has said regarding that. the NFL and players. It is the players that spoke out on the Trayvon Martin's, Martin stuff. It's not Adam Silver. It's not the higher ups. So if the players so why can't they are the ones this? to want it's to do this, very then simple. they will. So you but they are won't projecting. Because they're dis- for, no, they won't starters, because they're going to affect their paychecks. You are projecting a lot. The assumption that if the NBA pulls out of China, it will start a snowball effect. I'm not saying it it's impossible, would. but it is absolutely unlikely. On top of being it's unlikely. absolutely not absolute. <laughs> on top of being unlikely. You very much oversell the effect that it would have both here and in China. See, there is something that we've talked about a lot recently, which is really, uh, what is the word that I'm looking for? Uh, I don't know. Can't think. But something we've talked about a lot lately that finally relates to this. We have finite resources in this planet. And you it's know it. thing for the last four I know days. It. It's, you won't it, shut it's up been anymore. really, it's been really relatable to everything we've talked about we want 
for a myriad stuff. of reasons has been relatable. We do not make enough That's money. Not. The average person does not make <laughs> enough money to be in a position to say, you know what? I do care how that's made. I'll pay twice as much for it if it's made more humanely. Most people oh, are not I, in that position. I mean, I do. Well, You're talking to the one person that does. That's fine. I'm not. That's because you have a nine hundred thousand dollars. I know that's not. So that's fine. You're one out of four, and really, it's more like one out of a hundred that are in a position and willing to do that. It's probably really less than that, but I, I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt and say you're the one percent. Congratulations. I, I feel like it. Most people are not willing to do that. So when companies start pulling out and they start going to other places where things are made a little more with a little more respect and with less censorship, higher wages, they take care of their employees, they have to charge for that because it's going to cost more to make. And then we have to pay for that. And eventually people are going to say, I'm not going to pay for that because there's still going to be a company that's doing work in China that's making the same crap for cheaper. And people like me are going to buy that because that's what we can afford or because I want a lot of things. And instead of having one thing I really like, now I can get three things I really like. Because at the end of the day, I know that I can't change China and I'm not willing to cripple my life to pretend like I'm making a difference that I'm not. So at the end of the day, so cynical. it's real life. I'm being realistic. In, in your idealism, there's nothing wrong with it. It's respectable. It's commendable. I understand it. But at the end of the day, I only care about the results. All right? I don't care that the Lions almost beat Kansas City. I'm mad that we didn't, right? I only care about what's actually going to happen. In the NBA, flipping the bird (laughs) to China, at the end of the day, that doesn't hurt China. It hurts us more. It hurts the NBA. It hurts our communities. And it doesn't change anything. See, and we talked about this before, and we're not going to do this on podcast, but the only way to really change things is to do a lot more drastic stuff than pulling a couple companies out of manufacturing in China and distributing in China. I think the the final question that to, to end this, because I think that it's been a very fruitful discussion, and it's something that more American-based media needs to talk about, ESPN, is what do you, Okay, so you three all are in agreement it won't occur – is there a circumstance where you could see it happening, though? Or is it just a carte blanche, it, it won't happen? Yeah, they kill an NBA I mean, the, player in China. Yeah, no. the, the, the one situation <laughs> that you're talking about is like so, you know, the one in 40 million or whatever the hell so uh, Dr. Strange said. Right. It's if, if, the, if China, I was going to say the Chinese, that sounds, that sounds a little bit more harsh. But if China just goes on this, continues to go on this NBA crusade, well, they already like get, no, continues like the entire year, not just this whole thing. And I don't mean just like, hey, we're not doing the preseason games or whatever. But if right. they continue to just straight attack them and put out whatever press releases they're doing from their government, if it can, if it continues, continues, I do think Adam Silver, because these billionaires, they have they have a lot of money and they like a lot of their money, but they also have egos. So the only like right. super drastic scenario where it happens is if the Chinese just keep pissing on the NBA because they don't think it will happen. But I don't expect that. I expect this meeting that Adam Silver's having with whoever he's having in China to it's not going to end things, but it'll it'll sm- quote unquote smooth things over to where they'll have that understanding like hey you're not just going to keep shitting on my league for you know until they go into june the finals right you're you're not just going to shit on my league for eight more months 
Right. Can I give you an example of what I think would make it happen, though? And I think it's a very realistic one. Is if anyone major tied to the NBA is detained. If Daryl Morey were to go to China or had been there, he would have been arrested. And if that occurs, where a wasn't he in China? Player, or no? What? So wasn't he in he there? He was not. No? In Ch- no, he was definitely not. If he was, he would have been arrested. And if anybody thinks that that is not something the Chinese government would do, you're kidding yourself. I, there, If that happens, if a major NBA player or executive or whoever is detained by the Chinese government, you will see them pull out. Dylan, they will not, here's they the will thing, not Dylan, you're still, you're still telling a bunch of really rich people they're going to be less rich. And they don't like hearing that. When one of your own is arrested and put in a Chinese one of, camp. No, one of his, one of his uh, rich friends is going to hand him well, an extra little extra to make up for it. Thanks, Matt. Appreciate it. You well, spoke 14 no, of the 27 minutes. Donald Trump minutes. is going to call him over like he did with uh, Leandro. There is absolutely no To answer your question, Dylan, I, I'm very much on the same train as Ryan. I, if China doesn't shut the hell up, eventually it could come to a head. What I expect, I expect Silver to go kiss ass, talk out 10 sides of his mouth, and then to release a joint statement about how they're on the same page and they understand each other. Which and will make me so the, angry. The thing is, the NBA has already shut down all political talk, period, at this point. Anything related to Asia. They're pretending obviously. like it doesn't exist. They're going to keep doing that, and it's going to be that simple. It should be that simple. No, if they, it's they not, all have to get. Uh, they all have to get more educated on it. I think you're going to hear so much of that throughout like the next week. But you don't see that as problematic that an entire league is giving up their free speech. No, uh, Adam Silver supports free speech. <laughs> <laughs> so Ryan's got a question. Oh, man, yes. yes. Well, I really got one question. It's just a ton of. It's like when you had to outline your report in high school, and you didn't want to, so you're just a, i, i, i. Bad time. Little a. Bad, it's number. A, it's harder than the actual report, but it helps. So, kids, if you're listening, keep doing it. So the first one that we have is from Piston Center Andre Drummond. There's been a lot of talk about him. Tom Gore says he wants to keep him around. And Andre Drummond is a man that has not been shy about what he thinks he deserves. So in so many words, to I believe it was uh, Vince Ellis of the Detroit Free Press, he said, I deserve a max contract. Every player, quote-unquote, obviously thinks they deserve a max contract. But piggybacking off earlier comments that Drummond made in the summer where he said, no, I can't wait to be a free agency. It's really going to be my first time being a free agent. Drummond basically said, without saying it, I deserve a max contract. Gentlemen, <laughs> whose man is that? Not mine. He can go fuck off. Yeah, get the hell, get the hell out of here. Get, get the hell out of here. He's my man shit. because no, why in, no. what the hell are you going to say? Nah, nah man, I, you know, I think I'm only worth like 20 mil a year. I, you should be a d- realist. Don't pay me the max. I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. And the whole NBA salary structure is completely screwed and just blasphemized because of the fact that there is max contracts Jeez. and the fact that the there's Chinese. no hard cap. It's completely jacked up. So it, nobody on a max contract is really worth a max contract out of a couple guys in the NBA. That's what it is. And no, was he going to sit there and say, nah, I'm good? I am. No, this is my man's because it's not his fault the Pistons have sucked around him for a decade now. 
It's not his fault. You know, he's Tom putting Gore's up fault. the best combined as far as points and rebound numbers of any center oh, in the NBA God. for years. It's not his fault he's got no shooters around him. It's not his fault he's in an he's era where a normal big man, what we've known for generations in the NBA, is not needed as much as it used to be because the game changed around him. That's not his fault. He does what he does pretty damn well. So, no, this time is my out, man. Time out. So, Drummond's Guys, next. When did, when did Tom Gores get on the podcast? Talking about the double I wish I had that hair. Uh, you, you want his so, coke <laughs> I wish I looked like the fool from Drake. I, mean, I, I do think Andre Drummond, Andre Drummond takes more undeserved shit than anybody in the entire NBA outside of like LeBron. I, it's just true. absolutely but, absurd. The, the guy has gotten better. Nobody, the guy has gotten that. better every single year he's been in the league. He is oh one of a, he is like legitimately a top three rebounder in NBA history. That's, that's not that his, either. And he's like a top yeah, five Drummond, rapper in NBA Drummond history. Is one of the, <laughs> Drummond <laughs> oh is God. one of the best rebounders in NBA history. His max, though, would pay him 100, if the Pistons paid him, it'd be $190 million over five years, which is $38 million a year. I know so that because nice. I had to do an article for Detroit Sports Nation. So check that out. Boom, shameless plug. But it's not my man just in the fact that, of course, Dre should feel like he deserves the max. But he shouldn't get it. He's one of the no, best rebounders in not history, <laughs> as we as we mentioned. But he doesn't really do anything else. I'll and give him a buck 40 for five value. years. That's just too much value to give him, especially when a guy like Vooch, who does more but things this, on this the court, just signed for uh, $25 million over four years. Well, he thinks Man, he deserves it. Pistons, Pistons but, radio. Okay, next next one, yeah, next, next one. one talking about the Pistons. Keeping on that train. Mr. Detlef Shrimp of Seattle Supersonics fan <laughs> says the Pistons <laughs> will make the NBA Finals. Oh Whose man is that? The first right, great right. German. mine. I am so hyped. <laughs> I got to get, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm going to no get this out of the way so I can just ignore the rest of you because you are German anthem loser, playing in the background for this part. Loser ass dudes. I, I hate all of you. This is pathetic in every way. No, your loser-ass organization is not getting to the NBA Finals. At least they'll make the playoff, Bulls fans. Ooh, got him. My, my, my legend decided to not have knees for half his career. And then you took him because you're a bunch of loser-ass nah, dudes. Jordan had knees his entire career. <laughs> all your fame is from one man. All right, I'm out. I'm out, y'all. <laughs> Uh, I'll take this man just for the absolute hilarity. I know that in his heart he doesn't believe it, but it's great to read things like that. The fact that nobody seriously believes, but it's great. It's glorious. And let's be real. If Giannis got hurt and a couple other wild things happened, crazier stuff has happened. Uh, in this case, Detlef Shrimp is my man's as well. This is very funny to come out of this man because this man has no allegiance whatsoever to the exactly. Detroit area. That's the funniest Never part. played Fantastic. in Detroit in his 15-year career in the NBA spanning the 80s up until 2000, 2001. Uh, so it's really funny that he decided to pull this out of nowhere. I don't know where they found Detlef Shrimp in the first place to even get him to do this. <laughs> hey, but, yeah, for this instance, he's my man's. Beautiful. The next one we have, uh, just continuing with the NBA theme because coming up, I'm excited. Preseason's on, on the television right now. Kevin Durant uh, on his radio interview with 
Ebro and Rosenberg today on Hot 97 in New York said big name free agents don't come to New York because the Knicks have sucked their entire their entire life uh, being the free agents life because a lot of them are younger players coming up. They're just not a cool brand anymore like the Lakers, the Clippers, the Nets, Warriors, etc. Well, it's not my man's partially because uh, Kevin Durant. He is didn't go loser. to the Knicks like he wanted him to do. <laughs> oh well, well, he, he's a he is a loser who is going to realize his losing ways. He is going to be in the New York portion that is going to be awful. He is a hater. He is a weak-minded fool, and he just proved it again. Shut the hell up! I don't want to hear from you ever again, you twiggy I mean, little he bastard. He was asked the question. What's he supposed to do? Yeah. It, it's not my man's. So he doesn't have to shut up, but it, the shots are completely unnecessary, and the Nets are going to be way better than the Knicks for the foreseeable future, and that's fine. But players are going to go to the Knicks. When the Knicks give them a reason to come and they pay them, players are going to go. No one's going to look at the Knicks. They still got MSG. It's freaking... Only only my son, Julius Randle. MSG alone is worth more than the entire <laughs> Brooklyn franchise. It's just an absurd thing to say, and I don't like the Knicks at all, but it, it's just an absurd thing to say. It's because you're a hater, too. No, it is absolutely my man's, because y'all know Beautiful. my feelings on the New York Knicks, the most overrated franchise in all of sports. Yes, great. You got Madison Square Garden, where the country pretty much began, so that's why there's a hell of a lot more people there than anywhere else in this country. So what? What have you done for me for the last 25 years of basketball? Absolutely nothing. You've done nothing. You have two titles, and they're in the 70s. You haven't done a damn thing since Patrick Ewing got old, and Kevin Durant knows it. The players of his age and younger know it, and no one wants to play there because of it because they've been god-awful. Yeah, great. You get to go play at Madison Square Garden and lose 30 of your 41 games. Congratulations. This is my man. Keep clearing clearing that cap space for Giannis, who's going to (laughs) choose Milwaukee over New York. (laughs) But as my man's too, he is now on the Nets, and I'm surprised you guys didn't mention this. It's a crosstown rival. Of course he's going to send some shots. I love it. Even though he's not going to play this year, he knows the Knicks suck. He knows people in that town, and obviously Knicks fans wanted him to go to New York. All the media was saying, not nah, he's going to go to New York, but they had him pegged there. And they asked him kind of further about it, did you even seriously consider the Knicks? And he's like, no. Why, why would I do that? <laughs> Beautiful. Sticking on the Kevin Durant train because so many of you are a fan of him. I wasn't going to do two of them, but I watched the entire interview. It's a pretty good interview. And he said one thing that really stuck out to me. Uh, Rosenberg asked him, where do you think you rank among the all-time basketball players? And Kevin Rand didn't answer that question, but he gave a super flex answer. Uh, so it's my man's right off the bat. He said, I believe I'm a flawless basketball player. Gentlemen, is Kevin Durant a flawless basketball player? Is that your man's? Uh, I'll wait. I'll go last. No. I, this is what? Super no. absurd. Oh. It's it's honestly just purely ridiculous. Absolutely not, my man. He has all the talent in the world, but in any sport is about way more than just talent. And this man is as weak and mentally frail as they come. And if he was nearly as good as he pretends to be, he would have a lot more titles. Who hit the game-winning shots against Cleveland? No, the he was a war. bad basketball player. Let's not but act like he ever that does, did. That doesn't take mental anything. fortitude. Let's not act like he never did anything without all the help in the world. 
Yeah, it's five guys on a basketball team. Look, this is absolutely my man's in this case. In a vacuum with every skill that you need and him showing the NBA once he came to Golden State that he could play defense and wanted to play defense because he was forced to play defense. He played damn good defense. And that was the one thing that you could say against Kevin Durant. He can shoot, he can drive, he can slash, he can finish. He can flat out score. And he can facilitate. And he's had great players around him to do it. Made a few finals, won two of them. There's not really a part of his game you can poke at and say it's weak. Throw an eye patch on Matt and let me crawl up on his shoulder because I'm just going to pair everything he said. Kevin Durant is absolutely my man. <laughs> Well, I, all I wanted to say was I, he's not my man's, and the reason why? Well, you can just ask Tony. You you can just ask Tony Allen. That's all I gotta say. Just ask Tony Allen. The next one, local college football coach at the University of Michigan, Jim Harbaugh, said college football players should be able to come out for the NFL draft whenever they want, and if they do not get drafted, they should be able to return to school if they go undrafted. Ah, uh, hell no. This is, this is not my man's at all either because. Uh, you can't. Football is different. You have to have that two-year buffer. Have to. This is not basketball. You just can't. Not my man's. It's three years, actually. It is three years. I 100% well, well, you, 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 you get what yeah. I mean. Two years um, of playing into third year. He's not my man's. Pains me to say that a little bit, but it's absolutely not my man's. But we talked about this. They need to completely revamp how they do from college to pro in the NFL. And they need to do a lot more similar to the way the NHL does and the way that baseball does, especially the NHL is really nice because you can get drafted and then still go to college or play junior hockey or whatever you're doing and then go to your team whenever. The problem is, as much as people are like, oh, the NCAA is restrictive, the NCAA does this, the NCAA does that, it's protecting these kids. The amount of athletes that would straight up just bust out by jumping early and not have a real shot at a career is immense. This really does help these kids. And you can say what you want about education, but plenty of these kids do have a way to fall back and make something of their life when they inevitably lose out. This is my man's. You're talking about a league where concussions are getting ever more prevalent and Lee and careers are shortened by many years because of it. You've seen it with plenty of guys leaving their primes. Giving them that extra year or two in the NFL to make some more money and put some more stuff aside for a future, I'm all for it. If they get drafted, cool, let them go. If they don't, let them come back and play. It is absolutely my man's. Go ahead and make a living whenever you feel like you're ready. And as far as kids leaving early, of course, some will when they're not ready. But I feel like in football, especially, you have that culture where you have all those coaches around you who if they feel like you're too weak or your body's not ready for the NFL, they're going to tell you. And if you decide to go as an 18, 19, 20-year-old um, kid, I don't, some 20-year-olds are probably in the NFL. But 18, 19 years old, if you decide to go, at that point, you're a grown man and you know the risk of it. So I'm, I'm with Harbaugh on this train. For every Zach Randolph, there's a Marcus Taylor. I will say if you're not drafted, or even almost not even drafted, almost if you don't make a team, you should be able to come back to school. The next one we have is Mr. Marcus Morris, who got ejected from the Knicks' first preseason game for uh, hitting the ball off of, I'm going to apologize, I don't know the defender's name, but he <laughs> swung an elbow at him first, and then he hit a ball off his head. And after the game, Marcus Morris said, we not taking no shit in preseason. Um, I really don't care. I'll be honest. Like if, if he has beef with the dude, I guess, I don't know. It's fine. He's somebody trying to make a team. There's no way there's beef. (laughs) 
whatever. No, I, I, this like, is absolutely it's, it's so my man. Basketball is just so yeah. many weak-minded people and fake tough guys that know they're never going to swing or do anything on the court. Marcus Morris came in and said, you know, we might suck, but we're going to be tougher than you. And we're not going to let you push us around on this court. You can blow me. I respect the hell out of it. This is absolutely my man's. I've always been a fan of the Morris Twins since they came into the league. I was a fan of and one when it had its show and you would do stuff like throwing the basketball off your defender's head and back to your hand. Absolutely all for it. Marcus Morris, good job. My man's. Hell no. I love Marcus Morris, but this is ridiculous. This dude's <laughs> Justin Anderson had it coming. Hey, you're going to act like <laughs> you're going to act like this man killed your family on the court in preseason basketball and then get mad at him after you smacked the ball against his head after you tried to elbow him in the face and he dodged it. It's Rick Mahorn. Next one is undefeated San Francisco 49ers cornerback Mr. Richard Sherman said Baker Mayfield not shaking his hand during the pregame ceremonies was bullshit or BS if Matt wants to censor it because Baker has not done anything in the league yet. Uh, Well... That's an oversimplification of what he stated. The, the, I mean, absolutely. Uh, the Colin Cowherd was obviously all over this, and Colin was talking about how when it comes to Baker Mayfield, he made a very good point. It's like with Baker, you already have enough struggles being your height at the slowness that you're at with an offensive line that doesn't exist. Why make it harder for yourself? Richard Sherman is my man's in this case because they he said that that ignited them. Absolutely. I mean, you got Nick Bosa over there replicating the Oklahoma flag and whatnot. Baker needs to stop giving people reasons to destroy him. It's already hard enough as it is. Stop making it harder for yourself. It's not my man's because Richard Sherman comes off as a baby back bitch. But dipshit needs to clean up his act too. I mean, he is on starting to get dangerously close to the Johnny Manziel path out of the league. It's very similar. That's the Manziel's out there doing cocaine in the mirror. <laughs> That's not the same thing. Uh, I want to say this is my man's. And then I watched the video where Baker did shake his hand. Now, he didn't give him a dap-up love like other players were giving each other. Uh, it was more professional kind of sort of handshake, uh, hand slap. And He didn't get on so- his knees. I don't, I don't, you know, I don't, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what Richard Sherman wanted. Um, He obviously felt he needed to make a point of it and discuss it afterwards. After the Niners defense roughed up Baker to the tune of what, eight for 20 uh, for like just over a hundred yards. Not exactly a good outing. 100 yards even. 100 yards even. And a fumble. Yeah, that's uh, that's a a rough day. And the defense was, uh, was a big cause for that. And, you know, so touted up, I guess. No, that's not my man's. And I love Richard Sherman, but you're not exactly about to be the face of sportsmanship after your hmm. most famous uh, moment. Sorry, in your ass career, receiver like in Crabtree. Your, in your very good career, right, is calling another receiver sorry as soon as the game ended. All because I don't even know why. He, just, uh, he said he talked about him, and then he never clarified on that. Yeah, the next one we have, and uh, the last one that we have, Mr. Jason Lockamfora who said Dan Snyder's primary objective in his next coaching hire will be a, will be to find a way, excuse me, to acquire Mike Tomlin from the Steelers. So they fired Jay Gruden, and now they're saying he wants to grab Mike Tomlin. You know what? I, you know what? Okay, so obviously Dan Snyder is not my man's for a myriad of reasons. There but you, you know who is my man's is Mike Tomlin's response after that. Because he was asked about that during a presser today. And he said, I'm coaching a 1-4 football team. You think that my concern right now is the Washington Redskins? Go the hell is a, away. Is it 0-4 football or 0-5 football team? 
Oh, yeah. Oh, that was it. Oh, oh, oh and five or oh, and four. Uh, regardless, his whole point was basically, why the shit are you asking me that question when my team doesn't even have a win yet? So, yeah, not my man's for Dan Snyder, but Mike Tomlin's response to that? Absolutely. <laughs> oh, no. I mean, it's definitely my man's. He's trying to go get an established coach. I, I don't know what the hell else you would do. Uh, I guess in this case, he is my man's because at least he's shown he's trying to do something with this miserable ball club right now that's been in the limelight of the NFL for a while just thanks to their name alone and as well as not producing on the field, having some shit luck with injuries and making things even worse in a very tough division where you have seen your rivals win the Super Bowl uh, three times in the last, you know, 15 years or so. Uh, So... I get it, and it's nice to see something out of him. So, yeah, I guess in this case, he's my man's. It's my man's, too. And another thing that I did see on Twitter, and I don't know who the gentleman was, but it was somebody who basically said, you know, I know sources that are close to Dan Snyder. And not only was Mike Tomlin on his list, but his other two candidates were uh, Eric Bieniemy as well as Todd Bowles, which is almost a reverse Rooney rule they got going on where they're only going to hire black head coaches. So I'm I'm all for it, Mr. Dan. I just don't know how many people want to work for you right now. But, gentlemen, that is it. Thank you for answering these questions. Thank you for having these reactions to them. With our new and altered Grizzly Takes format, the bear has queued. And so we are going to have kind of a roundtable discussion about we are about eh, about one-third through the NFL season at this point, so we are wanting to project forward. And what are the 12 teams that we have that are going to be in the in the NFL playoffs? I think, uh, gentlemen, do you want to start with the AFC or the NFC? We all agree on Patriots' teeth, right? Yeah, absolutely. What? No. Okay. Chiefs <laughs> <laughs> should have lost the Packers are in? just lost in Indy? Garbage. So, okay, so I think that it, it, let's start with the AFC. I think we have two teams with it, New England and Kansas City. Those are grisly that they are going to be in the playoffs. Clearly. Um, yeah. Uh, now, if we move to the AFC South, uh, I'll start with – why don't we start, Ryan, what, just – again, we're just talking. We're just flowing. But who do you think is winning the AFC South? I think the Texans will win the AFC South. Yeah, I don't like. I don't love any of those teams there. Um, but Deshaun Watson's clearly the best quarterback in that conference, and I think they have kind of the most around them. It should be a conf- or a division, excuse me, where uh, the Texans have enough offense to get by. Texans offensive line has looked a, a lot better, and I think it's fool's gold well, what it, Indianapolis did. So wait, hang on. Yeah. The, the Texans played the Falcons, who are one of the worst teams in football this year so far. But but I mean, they're god awful, the, right? But it's also the second time in his, in his first twenty eight games where Deshaun Watson didn't get sacked because they played a god awful defense. But, the third I mean, time he had five touchdowns and zero interceptions because they played a god awful defense. It doesn't matter. Like his offensive line was that bad, like, and everybody was shitting on them for all their trades. But I think it really has done them a whole heck of a lot of good. And I don't trust Indianapolis at all. I just don't. See, I think they're the – and I don't know if we're doing wild cards now. I think they're the second wild card in the AFC. Who? The Colts. In Indy. See, I absolutely do not have this. So I got, I got the Texans no, winning it. Gri- but no, which, this, is a one, this is a one playoff division. Yeah, uh, for sure. Indianapolis could very well win this. 
I think Indianapolis has the better overall team. I just don't trust, especially with the receivers that they have, if they have a game that they got to win through the air, I don't trust Jacoby Brissett to win it. Uh, he's not bad, but they have a really good offensive line in Indy. They have a pretty sound defense, and that's kind of it. They're not going to pound you in the run game. They don't have the backfield to right. do it. They don't have big-bodied receivers. They got like three DeAndre, running backs right now that seem to be putting up decent numbers enough like, for them to be winning. Like DeAndre oh, Hopkins stop. and Will Fuller. When Deshaun Watson, you guys know I'm not a big fan, but he can be a little erratic with his passes. Look who he's throwing to. Jacoby Brissett doesn't he's been, have He's been damn good that so luxury. far. You, you, I'm just saying. But this one is a toss-up to me. I could see it going either way, but I got, I got Houston winning this. But this is a one-playoff team division. So, Matt, is it a grizzly all around for Houston as our third AFC team going to the playoffs? I don't know. I honestly don't know about the Colts. I think the Colts could win the AFC They South. could. For sure they could. I haven't – look, when Houston's had to play a good team outside of week one against the Saints, they haven't looked that good. There's only been five teams. I know. But, out of the, but, but I'm saying, when they've had to play anyone of substance so far, it's not like they – what are they? They're 3-2, and two, right? Same thing as the Colts, 3-2? and two? I mm-hmm. believe they're four and one. They played. No, they're both three and two, but they played. No, they're three and two. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, I, I don't, uh, I don't know if I believe in Houston. I, you know, I think the Colts have I'm the right just, pieces around. They just have a different quarterback than they expected. I just think that the Colts are one Ty Hilton injury away from being. I mean, just I, a I just God look at who they've offense. played. In Houston, has been a little more impressive, but not a lot. And I look at the difference as much as it pains me, at quarterback and the skill position. So then, in terms of the Colts for the wild card, what do we say about that? Because I, no, I don't at all. They not. are not one of my two. I don't know how you guys say that this is a one-horse race in the AFC South right. for the playoffs. No, when... no, 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 no. We said one playoff. I know, team. but that's what I'm saying. I don't know how you say that when the AFC North has one team at 3-2, and two, another at 2-3, and three, and then the AFC West has a team at 3-2 and two, and a team at 2-3. and three. So I don't understand well, how I'm you can just, dis- just credit what the South has with two teams at 3-2 and two right now when there are – clearly in the mix for these playoff races well i'm going to tell you because one of those playoff teams is already solidified in my mind that's buffalo that defense is just Buffalo's so, yeah, so, so there's one spot Buffalo's so there's one spot left there is one yes. spot there's one spot I'm just saying, for the other wild card. I, i'm just saying that i i, I do we agree that cleveland buffalo is one of them yeah so so it's grizzly then i think, for all I think it's buffalo and indy I don't know, actually. I don't know if Buffalo is you one of them. Really don't. No, Dude, they, I really they, don't. They Buffalo, don't have an offense. The look at they have schedule. no offense. Look at their schedule. They're already won four games. And look at their schedule. There's no way Buffalo is the playoffs. And also here, of here's Allen. another big two, problem. I mean, they played the obviously they played the Dolphins one more time. They played the, the Patriots one more time. Damn good. No, they say the Dolphins twice, and then the Jets once. So they got the Eagles. Probably three more wins. I understand. That's minimum five but wins. You can't. You, you these are these are games like the that you're. You can't just say the Buffaloes are going to that the Buffaloes going to win this game. Um, the Eagles Buffalo held New at Cleveland, sixteen points. They should have at won Dallas that game if Josh Allen didn't get hurt. Versus yeah, Dallas, the Ravens at so Pittsburgh. Oh, if Josh Allen didn't Hang have on. the chance to throw four interceptions. You, no, you guys said to look at the schedule. I'm looking at the schedule. You can't say these are guaranteed wins when they got to go into Pittsburgh. Hang on. Will you shut up for a second? At Pittsburgh, I understand Pittsburgh's not great right now. This is the end of the season. To Baltimore, I mean against Baltimore, at Dallas, going at, into Cleveland and having the Eagles well, these are not games you can just look at and say, oh yeah, Buffalo's going to win that game. teams that are extremely inconsistent and the team that is absolutely the most difficult, they have proven they can play on the same field as the Patriots. 
Those that doesn't matter. The They've done that before and still been shitty. I'm, those are also the games I'm not looking at as guaranteed wins, but if they can win one or two of those, they should get a wild card. They already they have, have the Dolphins four, twice, like, and then when they're, they're already they're four the and one. Ones. So I understand they're four they're, and one right now. I don't know if I see but that many wins to lock them into the playoffs going forward. But they are guaranteed know, you would a think nine they would and have seventeen. At least eight. Right, right. Well, right. You would if think they beat the Jets. You think they in. beat the Dolphins twice. They beat the Jets and they beat the Redskins. That's eight right there. So they have the Patriots again in Week 16, and the Patriots might be resting. Hopefully, maybe not. Um, Steelers, Ravens, who Cowboys, Broncos, and Browns. You would think they could win. Even one of those games might get an Eagles. You would think even one of those games could get them. How are hey, the Sam Darnold coming win back? Two, you can't call that Jets. How are the Browns win. moving the ball against Buffalo? Like that's another thing is this defense. How has are the been Broncos moving the ball against Buffalo? And on top of that, the bo- the Bills the have Steelers, not had Devin Singletary Jets, this entire twice. time. Like I, I mean, so the way you beat the Bills isn't moving the ball; it's you make their quarterback give you the ball, which he is very capable of. They're doing. not going to. They have a really yeah, nice true. backfield. Yeah, but you, yeah, but you know the crazy part is again, yes, because Devin Singletary hasn't been playing, so they're going to win T.O.P. in almost every game they play. And even a team like the Patriots, who was gifted four interceptions, still was only able to get sixteen points on that defense. Yeah, you're 16. allowed to have a bad day at the office. That, no, but you're still acting won. like right, but you're also acting like for whatever reason. Yeah, but again, so, Josh Allen listen, had arguably I know they his worst game. Faced a murderer's row, but they have faced the Pats. The most points they've given up this season is 17. The most points. That's what I'm saying. I, it's, I would it's argue that absurd. Buffalo's defense has played better than the, the Bears this year. They've been the best in the it, NFL. Absolutely, they've been nah, Patriots, phenomenal. <sighs> Pats have been uh, look, up there. I'm just if if the Pats needed Josh Allen to have his worst game and also to not play a quarter of that game to win by less I, than I don't know a why you think the game Josh Allen was having. I think it is okay. There are also literally three teams in the line. AFC that have scored less than Buffalo. That's fine. They don't they need don't to need because it. their defense is that As of right I mean, now, I mean, yes. You still need to Look score. At, a you still need so to score many. going forward. I'm sorry, they're not a lo- they're not a lock for me. They're a lot. Fine. Let's you, bet. So, but none of these so teams are talking about wild so cards here. Let's bet. So we're not talking, you know, we're talking about wild cards let's here. Bet. I keep saying he's a lock. I want to bet. He wants, Paul wants a bet for the Bills. Give me 20 on the Bills. Make the playoffs a lock. Come on. Lock Deal. Up. All right. Boom. Done. For the record, Podcast I didn't say official. they weren't. I said I wasn't sold that they're a lock. All right. Well. That's also we mo- true. <laughs> so yes, throat jump down. Let's round out the divisions then, because we already have the AFC West. I'm sorry, obviously. Matt Dillon got me all worked up. <laughs> so we all, so we have four teams so far that we kind of have established. Where we have the the Pats, we have Casey, we have Houston. So let's get the fourth division winner, because I don't think any of us believe that another wild card is coming out of this division. Who's winning the AFC North? Oh, you mean the Dolphins are going to go? The, <laughs> the, the Ravens the should win the AFC North. They have the most complete team, and the other teams look like garbage. Yeah, I, I agree. I think we all. I think we're all in agreement there. It's it's the Ravens. I'm not. It, it not because they're good I'm either. Not. It's just you really think. The and Browns I don't are feel turn good about it, but I feel worse about the Ravens than I do Cleveland. And you know how much that pains me to say because. Cleveland disgusted me what they did in this offseason. They made all of the wrong no. moves. I hated that they tried to hasten the but rebuild. But one just has a black quarterback. <laughs> but regardless of what you think of Cleveland, Cleveland has played their worst football so far. 
Yep. I will tell you my concern. Here's my concern, though, Paul, and I think it's something you can you can agree with, and it's the reason I say cuddly on Cleveland is there is a legitimate chance that if this doesn't turn around, Freddie Kitchens will be fired. See, I don't. Think and if they keep losing, and OBJ doesn't get his numbers, so I don't think they'll fire him midseason. The problem for Cleveland is Cleveland has two losses in that locker, like. On the horizon. Cleveland has three losses. No, I'm saying uh, yeah. I, I'm saying in their next two games, they're losing two games. Right. And the only thing that scares me the most about Cleveland is if that locker room falls apart. Which it very well is. A, it's, a, it's a powder keg. I right. actually, and like it's crazy. Because it was. you guys know how I feel about OBJ in most of this Are we team. picking Cleveland, Seattle? Yeah. Oh, yeah. We are oh, picking that game? Yes, we are. Oh yeah, yeah I think Browns. Pretty, actually, no, we're not. No, we're not. <laughs> no, I didn't, no, we're not. We are I not picking that, that game. That game. How are we not scrapped. picking that game? I want that the spread on that. Stripped. I'm taking the Browns all day. <laughs> that game so because the Browns were so bad. That game got stripped in favor of the backup battle. So here's the thing, Matt. Are you therefore in agreement with Paul that the Browns are going to win the AFC North? <sighs> I see one thing that needs to be fixed for Cleveland, and it's the offensive line. I think you fix that, you fix a whole bunch of problems with Baker and the wide receivers. And if the O-line can somehow become confident enough the rest of the way, I do think Cleveland has better personnel on the field than Baltimore. Baltimore has looked very shaky against teams and have looked great at other times. Obviously, they started out the gate blazing hot. But I don't know if I see that going forward, and that defense is terrible. So here's the thing. Cleveland has two losses in these next two weeks. They legitimately can I don't know if they lose to Seattle. They can legitimately win out the rest of here's the season. The, but and they the, I'm with you there, man. I don't know that Seattle's a guaranteed loss. I know. I don't, think, I don't know how they're a guaranteed loss. I don't think I'll pick them to okay, win. I am, <laughs> they have a shot at home against Seattle if they get their shit together. They have, they this looked, is a pissed they off football team. They better really, come out on fire. They looked really bad Monday night. But... My point is, even losing those two games, as long as the locker room doesn't completely implode, they legitimately could win out. They could win nine in a row. Who the hell Pete do they Carroll's play? Pete Carroll's got ten days to outcoach himself? They play the Broncos. <laughs> the Bills. The Bills are legitimately their hardest game the rest of the season. They play okay. the Broncos. They well, play after the, Patriots the Steelers twice. Well, I'm talking about after the two games. Right. Steelers twice. <laughs> Bengals twice. Cardinals Dolphins, they already went to Baltimore and beat the shit out of the Ravens. And they haven't played good football yet. And they already went to Baltimore and kicked the Ravens' ass and made Lamar look like the scrub that he is. He well, a tough one to rushing yards. It, listen, mm. I don't feel good about this. Both of these teams, the right. AFC North, yeah, how can is you? <laughs> the worst division in football. They will be the number four. I think we can all agree they'll be the, the winner of that division will be the number four seed. Um, they also lost to the Titans. I don't know. I don't know what the South. Yeah, I wouldn't say that because the so the South is a lot. The South better. is not blowing anyone away either. Cleveland legitimately has a chance to get to eleven wins, as absurd as it sounds. I don't. Necessarily, okay. I'm not saying it's going to happen. I don't agree with that. But at they all. have a shot. I don't think anyone right. from the well, South's hitting that. So then we have to do the last wild card, and we have one last division. So we obviously have Casey winning the division. I'm going to be hot take artist right now in. I really don't want you guys being lazy and thinking that's because of what I saw this past weekend alone. I think it's a very serious chance that Oakland could be the last wild card at like an eight and eight because that offense is way better than I think any of eight us expected. Eight and eight's not going to get it done. You don't think Indy could get to eight and eight? Eight, eight and eight's I, not going to get it done. But I I'm, think I'm it very not well could. And also, 
Also, in it's fairness, be a tiebreaker um, if it Ryan, does. <laughs> Ru- well, it'd be a tiebreaker because Oakland beat Indy, Ryan. So, I oh, I just Oakland looks actually quite good. The two guys that were a problem in that locker room are gone. They're uniting around the chaos that has been oh, going on. And I'll tell you what, man, Josh Jacobs is legit. That dude ran. That dude was able to run on us in a way that Dalvin Cook, a healthy Dalvin Cook, could not. I'm I'm well, extremely impressed. There's a massive difference it's... in the O line, and that's what I love. Everyone has given Oakland's the Raiders shit for trading their guys away, doing this. Doing... I loved everything the Raiders did. Similar to the Giants, I loved everything the Raiders were doing. They were trading away the assets they needed to, getting a ton of assets in return, and building sure. the team the right way. They beefed up the offensive line. They kept their quarterback, who actually is a good quarterback, and didn't panic when everyone said he, he sucked played pretty and tried well to him. He's not a bad quarterback. Ago. Carr is a good quarterback. They are building this the right way, and they are—they do have a solid coach, and they are a cohesive locker room. I was close to picking them for my second wild card, but I you stayed, still believe in the Chargers. I still believe my in the Chargers, God. and I know God, you how on the field the first third of the season because the Austin Eckler so they bad. haven't given you enough to. But Melvin Gordon coming back is big. And Derwin so. James is not walking back through the door this year, but they are going to yeah, get they healthier. they got their backup running back back. And this is – it really is truly <laughs> a broken record. As long as the Lions have been inept and having bad calls go against them, the Chargers have had every relevant player on their team injured every single year. It's unbelievable. Rivers should have multiple at- Super Bowls. Stupid. But – Their defense just has played so poor. It's been so bad. I'm defense, not, I'm, I can't give up on Their defense yet. is like the fourth best right now in the I AFC. Cannot, I cannot give up That's on not the Chargers yet. I can't give up It on is the when Chargers. the ones that are better than them are New England, am, Buffalo, and right. Tennessee. That's the, it. Those the are the, thing, four de- the, the three defenses that, that have been better. The, Chargers, the thing that is going to hurt the Chargers is they lost to Indianapolis. That, no, they didn't. They beat Indianapolis no, in sorry. overtime. No. You're right. My bad. That's the thing that's going to help the Chargers. My bad. It's my bad. Uh, down to so we're on to the Shoot, NFC now. Wait, wait, hang on, hang on. I have held up. I haven't even talked about who I got for my last one. If you say Denver, I'm gonna laugh and we're gonna move on. <laughs> oh, definitely no. I mean, to me, it comes between obviously the Indy Houston loser and Oakland and the Chargers, and they got. I mean, I look. At, I would want. I want to be with Paul. I want to see the Chargers. Then I look at their schedule and question about how they're gonna get some of these wins when they got to go to Chicago. At the end of the month, mm-hmm. they got to face Green Bay to start November. And then you got obviously Kansas City. I think, yeah, both, yeah, a couple times. They haven't played the Chiefs yet. So you got Kansas City a couple times as they well as the, the Raiders. Yeah, they, they got a rough sled. They got sure. a rough sled there that they got to deal with. This, I don't, and I mean, this, we're don't, talking about the six team men. I know. It's, but this is a team that was in the AFC champion or on the on the doorstep of the AFC championship game last I think year. That's fool's gold. But they're but, okay. I, it's not that it's fool's gold. If they ever stayed healthy, they'd win the goddamn AFC. Yeah, but they also don't have a home field, which is not going it's to help. Whatever. Them. They like, play better on the road. At least they have. But again, I think that at least with Oakland, like it's the last season. Now, again, this team. Like, <laughs> Oakland should just stay in London. Who, who, which teams between <laughs> Oakland and, and the Chargers, which team they is, got fans more of right that now? Wow, fa- you know, up. that extra factor. But the thing the is, Oakland so, team is coming together because of the chaos. The Chargers have, when healthy, the best defensive backfield in the NFL. They have elite pass rushers, and they have a Hall of Fame quarterback. They have one of the best receivers in the NFL. They have an elite backfield. 
Well, Dylan hates old quarterbacks. <laughs> and a top 20 quarterback of all time. What well. they, Their biggest weakness, similar to the Lions, except overall they're a much better team, is their offensive line. Yeah, their offensive line is booty And it's cheeks. been booty for a long time, but they've made it work because of the other things that they do have and they know how to play ball. And Phillip Rivers I'm pretty. Awesome. Uh, I'm pretty ardent on Oakland over the Chargers. I think the Chargers will be blessed to be I mean, be I'm not calling you dumb. Uh, Oakland has a leg up. But... Yet. No. <laughs> All right, so we, so we move to the <laughs> NFC. And so right. we'll lock in the Saints. We're going <laughs> to... <laughs> what? That's my thing. The, I mean, it's my thing. do that like five minutes ago. Yeah, if, so fuck you because it's my thing. So. <laughs> All right, will We're you lock in the Saints the... for us, please? So we're in the NFC. I think that the NFC South, it's New Orleans, obviously. They're able to do a with Teddy Bridgewater. I think they're the clear number one seed in the NFC. I think we can all agree with that, yes. Niners undefeated and you coming out saying that. I mean, come on, dude. They're able to do this with a backup I mean, backup the Niners right are going to be a wild card team, so... And their defense defense has played dumb, too. Like, we got to give respect where respect is due. This is the best Saints defense ever. They're they're so good. And they should have lost the Houston. Better than Bounty Gate? Come on. They are. They are. Because they have a lockdown corner. Literally every defense in the North right now is destroying the Saints on points against. As are the Niners. As is actually I, again, I said the best yeah, the Saints, Saints, no, the Saints defense ever. The Saints have gotten a definitely lot of points. said best Saints. Besides against the Cowboys. I said best Saints defense. So, anyways, we have the Saints. I think we have them locked in. We will – let's see here. Uh, Packers, I think, also we can all agree on the Packers Whoa. too, begrudgingly. Whoa. Whoa. Okay. Okay, so, so let's start there huge. then. So, I have not decided who's winning the North yet. And I do How get to not? make that decision. That's my. What are you talking about? We, we we picked this before the season started. And <laughs> I'm gonna let you guys in on a dirty little secret that I despise and is very upsetting this year. Aaron Rodgers. The NFC North, despite stash? being the best division in football, is only getting one team into the playoffs. Really? Yes, really, very much, really, yeah. and it is an unfortunate. I actually agree with because you because <laughs> the goddamn NFC West is getting three in, which is yep. extremely unfortunate for us. It makes it very hard for the Lions in that time. I think me and Paul us. are going to agree on the entire conference. Absolutely might fuck us. The uh, only... Why are you laughing? Same reason I'm always laughing when you talk about these ridiculous hopes for the Lions. God, dude, your negativity about that this team annoys the fuck out of me. It's so why do you condescending, them? and I'm the I one who's usually condescending. I just know what they are. They're, they're much better no, than you gave them credit were. for. We let them off the hook. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, so this yeah. is, despite legitimately, in my opinion, being the best division in football, I think you only get one team in the playoffs because schedule's brutal and we're going to brutalize each other. Yep. I still, and I mean. If you say the Vikings, I'm going to laugh in your face. I know you are, and I've waffled on this so much. You have to because they look awful. The Bears are the worst team in the NFC North. They are not going to threaten. Oh, I don't, wait as a as a team top to bottom. I don't know. Yes. Now the, here's the, here's the thing I struggle with. The Bears with with the are Bears going to destroy just, Minnesota again because as I've talked yeah. about a hundred times, they're a stylistic matchup. matchup. Terrible. Minnesota still has the best team in the North, and they're only a game back of the Packers. And the Packers lost a crucial game against, against the Philly. Eagles, yeah. And this is where it's going to get even more interesting. 
Green Bay does not match up insanely well with the Lions. No, the Lions not. have a good recipe. They will take guaranteed at least one off Green Bay, and they have a shot to take two. Hmm. The Vikings are going to beat Green Bay twice. Or, I'm sorry, hmm. they're not going to beat them twice. They already lost to them. They're going to beat them, though. <laughs> I guarantee they're going to beat them in their last game. They should have beaten them twice, is what I was getting at. They should have beaten them in Lambeau, and Kirk Cousins picked a really bad time to have the worst game of his career. Minnesota still has the best team, and I don't feel great about this. This is the hardest decision we'll make today, including the hard picks later. Minnesota or Green Bay is going to win this division most likely, but I am still, at this point early in the season, going to give the edge to Minnesota. I can't agree with that. It's going to be Green Bay for me, despite how much I hate them. I mean, Green Bay should. Right. Aaron Jones is just, he's just on another level. I mean, it helped Green Bay that their backup running back got hurt so that Aaron Jones can actually get fed the goddamn ball. <laughs> right. So so do y'all have the two seed coming out of the north or the west? Oh, west. Absolutely. That, that the west. Two seed? It might the be the one seed on the west. Part. We don't know what's going to happen. No, not I don't think no, it is. I don't think it is, but it could happen. Ooh, that's a – hold on. Niners are undefeated. Seattle's 4-1. and one. Rams are three and two. No, so I I said I agreed with Paul and I lied. I don't think the Niners are making the playoffs. There's no way they miss I th- the playoffs. I think, I think the Rams are and the Seahawks. No, they got they got a tough schedule. They don't. I think they what do you mean they have a tough schedule? Seahawks. What? Okay, hold on, squeaky <laughs> voice. Jesus Christ. Right. No, what? We're not at the NFC West yet because I want to I want to get out of the way the really Disney simple Mickey question. Right. But I thought the we real were, simple question. But I thought no, we were picking the two seed. So wouldn't that involve being in the NFC West? No, not I, did we? Uh, did we not? This is not how we did this. I could have sworn this is how we did this for the AFC. This is not how we did it. No, we, that's not. We, exactly, we went by division. This is exactly how we did it for the AFC. No, it's not. We went, no, it's we not. went by division. We went by and division. And then we picked the wild card. There is no yeah. way. We said, we said who's going to be in the playoffs. There is no we, way right. the 49ers do not win 10 games. Okay, okay. True. We're not at the NFC West yet because it's really simple for the NFC East. Is there any chance that Dallas is able to overtake the Eagles? I don't think so. No. Over, Dallas I mean, is fool's gold. Overtake? Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, healthy healthy Eagles? Absolutely not. I got fooled with that. They're they're extremely inconsistent because of the health, but on their best day, Philly will beat Dallas by two scores. I mean, Dallas argument here. I, I don't know if that's – I don't know if there's no way. I think the Eagles will win the division. I actually love this conversation. I don't, I don't think it's absurd if Dallas – And I, this actually goes – so I had Cleveland over the Ravens, obviously, and I have Philly over the Cowboys – and this really harkens back to the beginning of the year. Everyone was sucking Lamar Jackson and Dak Prescott's dick because they played some garbage teams and they have yeah. the perfect surroundings and they looked well doing it. They are not good quarterbacks, period. Right. Well, yeah. I, I think Dak Daniel Jones is about to drag the Giants into the playoffs. Stop. <laughs> In three years, relax. He's going to be shocking the NFC East. That's right. Leap from Dallas. Okay. So we so we have Philly. We have somebody from the NFC North. I think we all have a disagreement on that. But then we have um Oh, it's the Packers. The the Saints. I don't think that any of us think that there's another wild card team out of the South, correct? Nope. If it is, it's Carolina somehow. Christian right, McCaffrey so, just though. drags that team kicking and screaming into the playoffs. So I assume I, you guys have Seattle winning the West. No. Oh, I don't either. No, I got LA. Oh, fantastic! No. we're all on the same page in the opposite way that I thought. Uh, I don't. I I actually don't think LA either. You you have you, think you San really Fran? believe in I, San Fran that much? I I am buying into San Fran for a myriad of reasons. Um, I just 
They are the Redskins, the Cardinals, the Cardinals again, (laughs) the Ravens, the Falcons, the the Panthers. The schedule is really easy, but I also think that Kyle Shanahan is actually a better offensive mind than Sean McVay is. I also don't trust What about Jerry. I do not trust in Jared Goff nearly as much as I, I, I you do realize Garoppolo is ten and two, right? Yeah, but Garoppolo hasn't looked great either. Ten and two, he has not oh, looked great. But, and they and they well, also haven't with, played anybody. But with Matt Breida, they don't need to. And again, Todd Gurley is not going to fix the Rams' problems. And McVay's offense is based around a solid run game. I think San Francisco is going to win this division. Absolutely. So so far, San Francisco's been the, the most impressive game. team in the division. I will concede that for sure. And you can say they haven't played anybody, but they've looked great doing it. They trashed the Buccaneers on the road. And I don't care how bad a team is. Do Playing really well Buccaneers on the road Buccaneers have proven to put up some points, period. too. The Buccaneers put up 55 on the freaking Rams. They put up Yeah, and then followed that up yeah, with what? Which is fine. Because, that's because by the way, nuts, there's a secret. There's one secret. The reason why the Rams won the, win the division is because I haven't said this guy's name in a while, but they still are employing trash-ass oh, Marcus Here Peters. You know, Marcus Peters actually supports China. That's why I hate him. <laughs> so anyways, they went on the road to Tampa, and they trashed the Bucks. Then they went on the road and ass-blasted the Bengals, and we know they're terrible, but that's fine. They took care of business. They came back home. They had a little bit of a letdown game, but they took care of business. They beat the Steelers, and then prime time they get the browns who are in the midst of their turnaround and all the hype off the season and they just completely deflower them and this is a team that has a really good offensive line that understands what they want to do kyle shanahan is a great offensive mind and he's a great offensive mind that understands the importance of a creative ground game which is why they have so much success one thing that i think (laughs) is going to hurt them is legitimately losing juice i know he's a fullback he is a big part of what they do on offense, especially right. in the ground He's game. A good and I'm not saying they're going to fall apart without him, but it is going to make things more difficult. It's going to make things difficult on the road. I think the Shanahan's Rams. a good enough coach. It's it'll it'll be okay. To clarify, Paul's talking about Kyle Juszczyk, fullback, and he's not talking about the Jewish people. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I just, okay, weeks. so does anybody think that the Rams are winning the division? I do. Yes. Why? To be the man, because you got to be the man. The Shout out to Ric Flair. And I, at this not. point in the season, I'm still betting on this. Here's the thing. They got so, run so by So this is what Tampa. I'm going to tell you. The Rams went on the road to Seattle and won that game. They still scored 40 against Tampa. Like their wait, defense. Wait, like wait, 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 no, wait, wait, wait. They lost wait, that wait, game. Wait, wait. They, they technically lost that, lost that game. They did oh everything God. to win that game. and then Except win that game. Pete Carroll does everything in his power to make the Se- Except he Seattle didn't Seahawks that game. lose. He didn't that game. The Seahawks played a really queen, clean game at home, a notoriously difficult place to play, and the Rams needed a shanked. I don't even know how he missed the field goal because he kicked it perfectly straight. He just lined up wrong. It's like when you adjust your golf swing and hit it exactly where you aim, but you didn't it's aim like at the right spot. It's like in Madden when I press A at the right time, so, but there's lag. Uh, disaster. So they went on the road to Seattle and should have won that game. What they showed me in Seattle was they're still and the most talented the team Saints. in the division. And no, oh, I don't Jared agree Goff with that. is not great, but Sean McVay is a genius, regardless if you think he's no, the most he's talented not. offensive coach in the division. His, his running game so needs to be perfect to win. talent. Robert Woods is sometimes an afterthought in this offense, and there are teams that he would be a wide receiver <laughs> one on. Got him in fantasy, I know. Okay. There are oh, teams okay. he would be a wide you receiver had him one in fantasy. on. I still they got him in another team. <laughs> a really, really good backfield, and I know that Todd Gurley's knees are not going to hold up through a full season, but that's okay. 
because Malcolm Brown is really good too, and they don't have to lean on him completely. Their offensive line is still the best in the division. It's really good. I think I'll take Matt Breida over Malcolm Brown any day. I'm sorry. Come I won't. Now. And Matt Breida's good, but Malcolm oh, Brown is really my. good. He's just been playing behind Todd Gurley, but that's fine. I'm just I, not going to agree with this. You can it's, it's, you can make an argument for all three of these teams, and that's why all three of them are going to the, make the playoffs. Period. Right. I I would agree with that. I think that it is going to be three horses if you put them in any order. Fine. I think that Seattle is the least likely because I think Pete Carroll is li- going to cost his team. See, at least I can't call games. them the least likely because not only do they have the most experience, but they have the best quarterback. I mean, it's not even close. He's the best. I love how Matt, last week while I was gone, decided to be so dishonest, so I dumb. wasn't being dishonest. There's no God. disrespect were, being lumped in with di- Drew Brees no, and Aaron Rodgers. You disrespected <laughs> Russell Wilson. And I what did not at all. The man is looped in with one of the greatest quarterbacks of all that time and Aaron Rodgers. So, Ryan, also trying to make why, do you, the, say why, two of the why do you agree that the Rams are winning the division? I, you know what I, I did agree that with they is have that the most Matt talent, was wrong. Uh, and they have still the best offense <laughs> in the division. Him. And, I mean, they have the most experience, too. Hmm, to talk about Russell Wilson's trash ass and then look who, look who turns around. I'm talking about the Niners' defense that's destroying yeah, teams coach. right now and giving up only 57 points on the season. Ryan, you said the Rams have the best coach, too. teams up defensively. Yeah. They don't, and, and they have a really good – if they – Wade Phillips is still there, right? Who? No. Who's there? Yeah, uh, in Wade LA. Phillips, Wade Phillips yeah, is with LA, LA yeah. not with San Francisco. That's what, that's what yeah. I'm talking about. Okay. I was talking about the Niners defense, and you brought up Wade I Phillips. I was asking. I mean, the, I mean, the Rams, I, play, mistaken, uh, the Rams play the 49ers, what, this Sunday? Yeah, yeah. at home. In yeah. LA. We'll see. We'll see. In LA. We'll get our answers quick. So we all have three from the West making the playoffs. Hang on. If, if the Rams win 2017, no, is that like answering said, a lot of your questions? The, I don't think San Francisco makes it. You say why now? They fall off. I was saying, if the Rams what? win 2017 this weekend, talking. does that answer your question? Tell no, me. I, tell you, I was done. I said that. Tell me how the, uh, San Francisco doesn't reach 10 wins. That, I, I don't understand that I'm asking. That I, want an ex- I just want to know. What's the logic there? So they play the Rams. They play the Rams back. No, I'm stupid. I'm looking at the Rams schedule. Hold on. Um, they got the Rams had, twice. They got Seattle twice. Yeah, Rams twice, Seattle twice. They go on the road to Baltimore. Um, I still like it. Well, that's so Atlanta's look bad right now, there. but they're a team that can put it oh, together later dude, in the stop. season. They go on the stop. road against the Saints. What do you mean stop? Dan they play, they play Green Bay. It's fucking week it's not, what, it's, it's not a cake schedule. Definitely not a cake I, So schedule. here's the thing, and this is why I think it's a cake schedule. They, the thing it's is. It's not. You can guarantee three more, but other than that. I can guarantee almost six more. At least it's five. not even true at all. So what I don't Redskins, understand is They what, have zero chance of losing. Right. The Panthers, the, at home, are you kidding me? They're going to lose to the Panthers? They have the. To Kyle Allen. <laughs> absolutely not. That's two wins. Not a Christian Two McCaffrey, more baby. against the Cardinals. Four absolutely <laughs> guaranteed. That's four wins right there. How are you not counting the Falcons, man? The Falcons are trash, I, dude. That's five I'm wins right there. Because the Falcons still have talent on their that, team. That, that, no, they, and it's week not 15. Really. I'm not, not going to count you, a win you, against week 15 listen, if it's not, not the worst team in the league. They're not going 0-4 against Seattle in L.A. It's not happening. I don't they think could. they are either, but they could. They're, they're not. No, they cannot go 0-4 against them. They absolutely they can. Cannot. You tell me the last time the 49ers went 0-4 against the Rams and freaking – 
Uh, Probably two year. years ago. <laughs> right. I mean, like, no, like, last maybe year last when they year went too. Fourteen. But no, okay. Here's my here's my confusion though, Ryan. What about what they've shown so far makes you think that though? Like, what about that? What they've done so far has not impressed well, he you. It's full they've school. looked like the best team. I, well, yeah, I just don't they, think they've played anybody. Yeah, he thinks they, they, they. He thinks they played Tampa Bay, which they have. Cincinnati, which they have. Right, Pittsburgh, who's using... not a bad, who was not a bad team at that point. They were figuring things out with Mason Rudolph, so that is, was an expensive win. One thing I and cannot, then Cleveland, and but he was on the Cleveland train eat, last I, week. So like, one thing I, I, I don't think I don't think they're sustainable. And legitimately, cannot stress it enough. Is this is not college football? I, I get the whole when you oh, are comparing. Really? It's not when you are comparing oh, contenders. You can have the argument that they haven't played anybody or one had a much more difficult path. But when you are talking about getting into the playoffs and you are ass blasting NFL teams, that argument does not hold the same water. I'm not saying that they are on the Patriots level, but what they've done against bona fide NFL teams is something to be. And it's they didn't do it against Miami. They haven't played Arizona yet. Yeah, the Bengals are terrible. The Buccaneers aren't good. But again, look at what the Buccaneers did to the Rams. Right. The Steelers have not been that bad with Mason Rudolph at quarterback. The Browns, I mean, they took a literally they got the way people the had too. the Browns as an AFC contender this year, and I know they haven't lived up to it. But thirty-one to three, man. So I don't. I get being cautious. I get saying they haven't had the hardest slate thus far. But you got to to not give them credit for what they've done. I think that's too far the other way. I just can't be. If you're that. starting four. I'm not oh, not giving them credit, but you can't. I, I'm not just going to guarantee the history them of teams in the NFL more. to start four and zero oh and not make the playoffs is so so small, so small. Right. And you have legitimately the Cardinals twice, the Redskins, the Panthers, the Ravens. You're not losing all your divisional games. You get the Packers at home. Man. I, I, I think they lose to the Packers. They, they might. Uh, the Packers but, I mean, I'm just I saying, there's, there is – to say that there's not five wins there to me is crazy. So let's uh, – They only get them at nine. I think that we uh, we and when the Lions go nine six and one, they're going to well, have so that. So who do you? Right. So we so we have Philly. We have our NFC North winner. We have Nola Seattle. Most of us have two team or three teams from the West. Yep. To round it out, who do you have, Ryan? Since you don't Mighty have Detroit Lions the West. at nine six and one, easy enough. I mean, it's not a bad, <laughs> and I'm not going to laugh at that. I just yeah, I don't. I'm not either. I just. I think that all I the, think the there's going to be a West bunch of nine and good. seven teams, and there's going to be one team that gets in there at ten and six. Right. Uh, probably Seattle. Seattle. Well, I picked the Rams to win, so I think Seattle has their ten and six. But one of those two teams, I think they're both going to win ten games, and then you're going to have nine and sevens across the board, and then the Lions get in because they had that that pesky little tie. See, so, the thing that hurts the Lions is say Minnesota is going to beat them twice, probably. Ah, uh, we'll see. We'll in see. Chicago, we'll see. And you know. Green Bay. Speaking speaking of, I think it's time to uh, get to the game of the week and our picks, Paul. So let's start on that. Uh, who is making the, our playoffs? Who's at five hundred so far in our picks? Nobody. We have our new co-leaders since Ryan flubbed last week while Matt surged. I am still bringing up the rear, but it is Toby much closer. Champions. Me and Dylan at the end. Don middle of the pack. None of us are at 500 anymore. It's been a rough, rough go of it, but we are all 400 or above, which is nice. 
Nice. NFL NCAA leaders. Matt is crushing the NCAA. Ryan is right behind him. I am the only one above 500 in the NFL, and it sucks. I'm getting brutalized in the NCAA picks. Yet, Wait, how, how far off am I in the NFL now? You are three games behind me in the NFL. Okay. What? Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm super good in the NFL. It's I'm college, just saying, I went, I went five and oh, I'm like, God, I gotta get me, And it's crazy <laughs> because we're all in the pick'em that we pick 10 games every week for NCAA, and I'm doing fine. I'm well above 500 in that. So how I'm 11 and 24 on our picks is Hey, me and Matt are tied in that too. Baffling. Matt, stop. Just stop. No, I got you, but I got you by a game in that. Do you? Yeah. I thought we were tied. That sucks. Oh, I the good thing is we have a ton of the season Fuck left, you. and we are starting with <laughs> the game of the week, the barn burner, Michigan traveling to Champaign. It's obviously not the game of the week. Uh, this spread was 19 to begin with. Uh, Brandon Peters, uh, some Michigan fans, and I'm sure Brandon Peters had this game circled on his calendar, former Michigan quarterback playing for the Illini now, except he might not play. He is questionable for this game. Spreads bumped up. Everyone's got money on Michigan. They're favored by 21 and a half now. Tell me why Illinois can cover this spread, Dylan. Uh, time of possession. It's that simple. I think that Illinois is going to be able to at least keep this within that margin, so I'm going to pick the Illini. Reggie Corbin going to boogie on down. Not quite like Jonathan Taylor did, but I'm also not uh, super convinced that Michigan's able to score 22 points. So let's go with <laughs> Illinois. Wow. <laughs> I mean, we saw him drop it on Rutgers, but Illinois is definitely better than Rutgers. And, God, I feel a lot better about this if Brandon Peters was playing, but I still think the Illini can stay within 21 and a half points. They can lose by 21. <laughs> So this had a chance to be unanimous, actually, because Don, in the upset of the century, has picked the Illini to cover the spread. True. Whoa. <laughs> but y'all are tripping for real. I mean, holy balls, what an overreaction to last week when they should have put up 20 on Iowa just based on how they played, which was not well. There's nothing to do with you that. You know what has <laughs> something to do with this? The Illini defense is pretty much the same as Rutgers. And yeah, Michigan's defense... True actually pretty darn good this is Rutgers light this game this spread should be 35 this is absurd this is a this spread oh, okay. is a complete overreaction Michigan you is going to win this year. Michigan <laughs> is going to win by five plus touchdowns I act I cannot believe it's not like I feel good about Michigan's offense right now I cannot believe you guys are not looking at this game for what it is and you know how high I was on Illinois coming into this season but even with Peters at quarterback this was going to be a bloodbath with the fact that he might not even play if they keep it within five touchdowns it's an absolute win for them and I don't see it happening moving on to what should be a much better game and what has a case for game of the week but we have a lot of good games on tap this week we have Oklahoma traveling to Texas the Red River rivalry getting some of that juice back but on the road against 11th ranked texas it's not on the road they meet neutral site whatever (laughs) this is so this is honestly more infuriating how do you take a game like this this rivalry and put it on neutral site this is horseshit because they have for like 50 years yeah it's always been on there games like this but it's what this was saying it's my pet peeve games like this to me should always be right but it's always been tied great you got literally half the stadium is burnt orange and half the stadium is ugly ass red I hate it so yeah, dude, much. That's so cool. I hate it. This game should be on a college should be on a college campus. Oklahoma no, is an eleven point favorite in this game. 
Paul is the only individual who believes that the Cotton Bowl is not the place for this game. I, I just, I don't get it. He hates life, I guess. And Texas will as well when Jalen Hurts goes for f- at least 500 yards all purpose. Uh, Oklahoma and Lincoln Riley are going to smash. Texas getting another 11-point spread, only they're on the opposite end of it this time. And they are ranked number 11. So, I'm going to go ahead and take my boys from the Longhorns to at least keep this game closer and get some real uh, real bad blood in that Red River. This is a tough one to pick because Texas has played Oklahoma tough recently since they've gotten better in their program because they were god-awful for a couple years there. Uh, Jalen Hurts has looked fantastic. He really has. Oh, man. He really who, who has. Have, who of us called that? Uh, you, and, uh. you and Paul called that, and that's fantastic for you both. But I didn't see it. <laughs> I knew Oklahoma would be good. I knew Jalen Hurts would be good. I didn't know he'd be this good. The way he's been playing so far this year has looked accurate, has made the right calls. Um, Texas, outside of LSU, where they put up a ton of points but couldn't stop a nosebleed, has looked pretty damn good themselves. 11 points is a lot, and I understand why it's at it. I think Texas's defense is going to do enough, though. I think they can lose by, you know, 10. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Don says, okay, cool. Hook him. Oh, just steal my shit from last week. All right. Don said it. Wasn't my words. Tom Herman's words. I got to take Texas. I mean, this is. What the hell is this? One of the most storied rivalries in football. What is wrong with you? This is a game that has been played close many times when it had no business being close, except Texas actually has a good team. Texas's only (laughs) loss. Their only loss is by a touchdown to LSU, which, oh, by the way, is pretty freaking good this year. Next game, how much is Michigan State going to lose to Wisconsin by? All, all the points. Ten and a half uh, points is what Vegas says. A lot. You, you could give me a 20 and a half point spread. We're not covering that. Wisconsin may actually kill some of our players. Yeah, I, feel, I feel better about this game than I did last week, but not ten and a half points. With the way Wisconsin is licked, there's no, there's no way I can pick us, even if I want to. Yeah, I'm not seeing anything that's telling me Michigan State's going to bring it offensively. Uh, their defense has uh, looked like a sieve at times, and yeah, I think I think the Badgers have got the horses to run this one. Ye of little faith, ye with good of reason. Little faith. Why do the two Michigan men have how much to they, back? How much did they beat you by? Why do the two Michigan men have to back Michigan State? See, here's the thing. Michigan State matches up well with Wisconsin. Michigan How? State cannot <laughs> with, with, with the runs we couldn't stop. Michigan like, State right. cannot Dobbins broke defend off like 400 the pass. <laughs> but Wisconsin's not going to go at you through the air all day. And I understand that you. Wait, struggled. we defended the run last week. I understand yeah, that me. you struggled <laughs> to defend anything, any play against Ohio State last week. But Wisconsin is not Ohio State. And you have the recipe up word, front word up to, to slow Wisconsin enough. But if the, if they are not it, going the to attack your biggest weakness. This is a game that Michigan State is going to scratch and claw and fight. And I'm going to take Michigan State on game this way based on actual matchups. <laughs> game this of the is week. Not, this is the third best game of the week. Disagree. I, I mean, the spread does say the game of the week, but. Damn right. Penn State is traveling to the water tower at night. Our very own Dylan Bear will be there. Tell me how Ohio is not just going to 
cover the four-point dog, but win this game outright. I've already described this. Penn State has only won once in Iowa since 2000. They are awful there, and they've only covered the spread once as well. They are not able to play well there. It's just like Ohio State when they play against Purdue. It doesn't matter how Iowa is playing. They will play up for this game. I will be dancing around with with, uh, Ryan's money. I will convert that $20 bill into singles and just spray it across his front door. It's going to be fantastic, and it's going to be a great game for my father and I. I'm amped for it. Even though Iowa looks like shit, I will pick the Hawkeyes. That's the only reason why I regret taking the bet is i don't want to have your dad out 20 bucks (laughs) so as far as the actual game itself goes penn state's gonna hold funeral services for iowa i don't know if hawkeyes are extinct i hope they're not it seemed like a lovely bird but they will be on saturday at around around 11 o'clock uh be a feeding frenzy for the nittany lions if you will it's, it's not going to be close. Iowa didn't do anything last week to inspire any type of hope. They scored a field goal and then didn't score anything else. I don't think there's any way that they're able to keep up with Penn State's offense. Uh, going off what one of Penn State's rivals did against them and holding that offense to abysmal numbers uh, and staying well within the point spread in what Pittsburgh did, I'm going to give the Hawkeyes the benefit of the doubt at home and say they cover this four-point spread. Don's on that Hawkeye train. I'm not. I, I would love Iowa to keep this game close. It'd give It would give me a lot more hope going into Happy Valley next week. But Penn <laughs> okay. State is absolutely the better team. They have more talent. Oh, and they're looking ahead to Michigan. They have more everything. They're not going to look past this game because the history <laughs> of the water tower at night, it, it prevails over everything I'm just, else. I just can't believe y'all don't believe in the water towers. I believe That's what I'm saying. in a <laughs> two-score win for Penn State in this football game. Where game day will be, what ESPN considers... Wait, wh- game where who will be? Game day. Oh, I thought they were going to be in Iowa. <laughs> yeah, not my game day. Iowa didn't win. Uh, I, you guys didn't know. You guys didn't know. Uh, Papa Bear and I are setting up a cart table in front of the Iowa Hawkeyes statue. They're gonna we're live gonna be, stream. Uh... They're gonna make their own signs. It's gonna be wonderful. Yeah, That's right. Uh, headgear. Game day is headed to the Bayou, which what I assume is actually in the Bayou. No one's gonna tell me it's a neutral field game. No, no it's, it's actually at. Right, actually no, it's only games that have been happening for hundreds. Actually, years. at Baton Rouge. I I'm curious. I don't know how to look this up, but we have the number five team hosting the number seven team. Two gaps, two ranking gap at the top of the rankings in all of college football. And LSU's a 13 and a half point favorite. They're a two touchdown favorite at home. Well, that's simple. I I mean, it's simple. We all think that Florida is fool's gold. I don't trust them. So who is ranking these guys number seven in the goddamn country? No, hold on, hold on, hold on. They're ranking based on... Well, their ranking is based on body of work, but that doesn't mean that projecting forward. Body of work should have lost to goddamn Miami. Point being, LSU is a different beast this year, and they are going to utterly roll them. So I'm going to go with the G-E-A-U-X. Go Tigers. Yeah, this is this is in Death Valley at night. So even if I think that Florida could be like a top 15-ish team to even finish out the year, this is not one of those games that I see them, you know, 
winning in a game. And I, I didn't see them winning against Auburn, but in a game like Auburn, where the gap just isn't isn't that far away, the environment's not going to do them any favors. And just the team is so much better. LSU really looks like maybe the best team in the country. You know, one of the top three, if not number one. Uh, I do think that they're going to go ahead and just make uh, Gator shoes <laughs> out of Florida. And staying gatored up. Uh, yeah, give me the Bayou Bengals in this one. Uh, I do not believe in Florida. Uh, Auburn had their worst game of the season last week. A uh, bunch of bounces going Florida's way as well. I don't think those same bounces are going to be happening this weekend uh, in Baton Rouge. So give me LSU. Don picked Florida. He did not give a reason why. I'm going to assume that he had a stroke and thinks that it's 2005. Uh, Florida is absolutely a fraud. We now know that Auburn is also a fraud because they still don't have a quarterback. Apologies to both Bo Nix and Dylan Bear. Uh, they're really close, I know. <laughs> the SEC, if LSU... LSU should be four touchdowns better than Florida, legitimately. From what they've shown, the way they've played, they look like it. For this to be more than a two-team race in the SEC, LSU has to lay waste to Florida because Florida is not a good football team. They are not. They're not a top 15 football team. Absolutely not. LSU legitimately should win this game by four touchdowns. That concludes our college picks. And on to the NFL this one much friendlier than college has to most of us. We start with Houston to Kansas City, and this game is crazy to me for a few reasons, mostly because, very surprisingly, Kansas City opened up as an 8.5-point favorite despite looking like crap the last two weeks. But more than that is it's all the way down to 5 points already. Well, it's simple. The way to beat Kansas City is time of possession. I don't believe in Houston's run game yet, so in a shootout, I'm going to pick Kansas City. Houston's going to time to try to do time of possession, but that's just too much Carlos Hyde to overcome Patrick Mahomes. It is a game that is also in Arrowhead. So give me Kansas City uh, to win by more than – really just more than a touchdown. Yeah, same here. Going with the Chiefs. Don't believe in Houston. Uh, I think Kansas City bounces back in a big way this week. Well, Don pick KC, and that's going to make it a clean sweep. I'm picking KC too. Uh, the eight and a half out of all like over that. Houston. No, I don't like that either. Although we were better, we were one oh no one oh and one last week in unanimous. We're getting better. We are also unanimous on KC this week. It was eight and a half out of on Houston all day. I don't think Houston's that good. I really don't. And Kansas City has to bounce back, right? Like they have to have a game where they go out and drop 50, 50 bomb on someone. They have looked terrible two weeks running. Patrick Mahomes has looked terrible two weeks running. They're going to get this figured out. When is Tyreek Hill coming back, man? Well, I don't know. Let's move on to the next one. Wow. I don't know, but that's going to help me out. This is, of course, going to help you out. This <laughs> is, I think, the it. hardest game <laughs> to pick this week. We got Philadelphia traveling to Minnesota, and we talked quite a bit, at least about Minnesota already, when we did our playoff <laughs> picks. Minnesota's a three-point favorite at home. Uh, Philly's been extremely inconsistent. They're not fully healthy yet. This will be the first time back for a lot of their players, so I'm going to pick Minnesota here. It's going to be D-Day tomorrow on It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, and it will also be D-Day in Minnesota on October 13th, which is this Sunday. I did pick uh, the Eagles to win the division. So I'm going to go ahead and take them to beat the Vikings, who I do not think are very good. Uh, 
Adam Thielen had a bounce back game last week, but I still don't trust Kirk Cousins to get the ball to his receivers and everybody to be content in that locker room and all happy. Uh, yeah, I only believe in one of these teams, and it ain't Minnesota. Give me the E-A-G-L-E-S Eagles. This is a hard game pick, but I think you guys are wild. And Don is all on that Eagles train too, but it's Minnesota at home, man. Detroit went on the road and took care of business against the Eagles. Not much With nobody changed. playing for them. Not much has changed right. in a couple weeks. Minnesota is literally, we talked about this before the season, Minnesota got is the back. Lions, but better. Kirk Cousins, all he has to do is have an average game and distribute the ball to as many playmakers. Do you remember carry-on against the Eagles? They have freaking Dalvin Cook, all right? They have a better line than we have. This is going to be Minnesota's, yes, we're here to contend. That's what this game well, is Well, hopefully they win by at least three, then. This is the battle of backups. We got New Orleans traveling to Jacksonville. And what I find to be personally the most intriguing game of the entire week, Minshew Mania taking on Teddy Touchdowns. Jacksonville is actually favored in this game by a point. Uh, New Orleans has been riding real high, but Jacksonville has been extremely competitive with Gardner Minshew. DJ Chark is going to be the biggest mismatch on the entire field, so we'll see how Marshawn Lattimore does there. Uh, but I'm going to pick uh, Jacksonville in the 1970s porn quarterback. The fact that Jacksonville is favored is a little bit crazy to me, and that makes me think that Vegas knows something, but I'm still going to go against them. I do believe New Orleans is a better team, um, and I think Bridgewater is still better than Minshew, even though Minshew's got all the swag in the world without actually having uh, a whole lot of swag. So I will take New Orleans. He looks like Uncle Rico. Giving that picture from, what, 30 years in the future? Well, I'm going to take New Orleans in this game. Too much Kamara, too much Michael Thomas, who also had a breakout game last week, just much like DJ Chark. Um, Give me New Orleans in this game. Uh, Yeah, I don't think a bunch of those Minshew bombs are going to be falling into the hands of his receivers on this one. Uh, I think Chark's going to get locked up pretty good, just like Mike Evans did this last week. Uh, Give me the Saints. Yeah, this one hurts me to say, but I got to agree with Father Don on this one. I got to take the Saints, too. A little bit surprising, but also not that surprising that Jacksonville's favorite at home. That's an offense, especially, that's getting better every single week. Fournette's coming into his own. Minshew's getting better every week. Chark really is a really good receiver. And let's not forget, D.D. Westbrook's not a bad number, two. The problem is, top to bottom, New Orleans is just better. Period. I didn't know I was gaining two games on you guys this week. Wow. Crazy. That is really bold right now, and we will revisit that next week when that absolutely does not happen. But for now, mm-hmm. we'll move on mm-hmm. to San Francisco traveling to take on the Rams, and we talked a ton about these teams already, and the Rams are at home Whoop. favored by three and a half points, and I already know where Ryan's going, but Dylan's going to start. I mean, you know where I'm going, though, too. San Fran. I mean, I don't trust the Rams at all. That defense is absolute trash. Marcus Peters is going to get embarrassed again, and I'm going to enjoy the hell out of it like Colin Cowherd does every time that Baker Mayfield fails. Every time Marcus Peter fails, I have a smile on my face. This is the game where Jimmy Garoppolo's porn star interactions start to flare up a little bit, and he'll have to leave by <laughs> halftime. I do not like, I famously do not like the, the hooks with the three and a half there, but I did pick the Rams to win the division earlier, and I do think it starts with this week. I think this is the quote-unquote fall of the 49ers this year. Not that the franchise didn't fall a while ago after they kicked out Colin Kaepernick. Rest in peace. <laughs> but the Rams should win this game and make their march towards NFC supremacy. 
my heart says San Francisco, but my head is saying the LA Rams. Uh, I think I think Aaron Donald's going to cause enough havoc there to f- force some mistakes by Jimmy Garoppolo. I think the Rams are going to take advantage of those mistakes and uh, cover the three and a half spread. Don's on the Rams train, and I, I don't like the three and a half. I'm going to feel much better if this is two and a half, but. I already told you, I think the Rams are winning Man, the I'm division. I'm making up a hell of a lot of And the Rams ground. do not win the division if they don't win this game, period. I, I don't love the points, but this is what I think is going to be a wake-up call for San Francisco. I would also feel better if the Rams had an actual home field. There might be as many San Francisco fans there as there are Rams fans, but yeah, what can you do? They are the more talented team. Detroit has a pretty big game this week. I don't know if you guys knew. Yeah, just a little bit. Playing on Monday night. Game of the week. Maybe a little bit important for the NFC North for the playoff picture. And I know it's early in the season, but this game really is huge. And people are betting on the Lions. This point spread's moved to point. The Lions are only four and a half point dogs in Green Bay right now. Uh, famous Colin Cowherd theory in the NFL, the up-down theory. Uh, that he has really done a lot on his Blazing Five. I don't know if he's going to pick Detroit for this. Probably not. But I'm picking Detroit for this. I mean, Green Bay just had like an all-time rushing game. They are not going to be able to do the same thing on this Detroit's defense, rushing-wise, that they were able to do in Dallas. They're just not. And Detroit is a much better team than Matt will ever believe, despite the facts that are laid out in front of him. So I'm going to pick the Lions. If the Lions are any types of for real this is the game where they're going to show it everyone was giving them so much props after their moral victory against the Chiefs if they are the team that you know people are ranking them in top 10 in power rankings you know a top third team in the NFL this is the game where they come out and prove it to you it's a game where Stafford shows out where the running game looks solid they don't have to go for crazy 180 yards or anything like that but Stafford gets the ball to his weapons the running game's able to keep the chains moving uh, and be effective in the red zone. They're able to clean up some of the turnovers. And I do think that that at least happens to the point where they don't lose the game by five points. So give me Detroit in this one. I think it will be a tough battle. Uh, might be the toughest, well, not because they've lost, but not the toughest test that Green Bay um, has faced all year. But I think they'll have a lot of difficulty um, just in this game, dogfight, high emotions, all all of those platitudes. So I'm going to take the Lions in this one to uh, give me my wild card berth that I just said they would get. Uh, Green Bay has a young defense that's going to cause Matthew Stafford a whole bunch of headaches. This Lion offense is not going to produce like they did against Kansas City. And uh, Aaron Rodgers made a career out of embarrassing the Lions. So give me Green Bay. This is a game that if Detroit has any prayer of being a legitimate team, they go out and win this period. You are arguably better than Green Bay. You are coming off a bye week, and you need this game more. This is a game where your D-line especially snacks the money that he wanted. This is a game that they say, oh, yeah, we are on the team, and we can contribute. The snacks shuts down that running game that Green Bay got going against Dallas last week. The Matthew Stafford is an actual NFL quarterback, unlike Dak Prescott. This game is not just a game that Detroit needs to cover. They need to win this game if they are a real football team. If they're not canceled this season, you win this game coming off a bye week or don't even bother showing up. There's a whole bunch of teams canceling the season after this weekend, according to Paul. Mm. Texas is canceling their program if they don't cover, not just the season. 
so they're going to cancel the program then. This is a high-stakes week. Michigan State's canceling the program. Lions are canceling the high season. High-stakes week. I picked Michigan State and Texas. I know, and you also said that if they don't cover, they should cancel the program. Oh, wait, you know what we should cancel? Uh, not ending the program. I'm going to be honest. Michigan State might have canceled the program already. So, All right. So you have the Lions outright winning this football game? Am I picking them to win it? They're the Lions. I said they should win this game. So that's a no. In a, in a real world <laughs> with a real football team, they win this game. They're certainly going Matt, they're certainly Matt sign us out. Ryan, do the thing. Whoa, whoa. So make sure you follow us on Twitter at Sports Carnage. Uh, find us on Facebook at Sports Carnage Podcast. And then listen to us where our podcast is available. Podbean, iTunes. Uh, you can find us, well, not on Detroit Sports Nation uh, posts anymore, which is a little bit sad. But rate, review, subscribe, comment, show your friends, grandmothers, anybody that you can get, uh, anybody that has a computer and ears and earphones. For Dylan Bear. For Paul Roshan, for Ryan Griffin, I'm Matt Bass, and we're Sports Carnage. Thank you for being with us today, tonight, whenever you decided to listen. Uh, We do appreciate it. We'll be back next week with more sports topics for you. Thank you again. Y'all have a great night.